Chicka 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 ow. That's my chicken impression. Just curious, what level of antagonism would you? <laughs> um, I mean, you 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 go as uh you go as as fucking hard as you want to, I guess. <laughs> I kick my phone off of uh, put it on silent here. See, that's your first mistake. Oh, you know what my first mistake was? I didn't unplug my fridge. Oh, boy. What kind of fucking Mickey Mouse operation are we running in this motherfucker? (laughs) Coming in in with a strong, false high energy today. All right. It's going to let you fake it till I make it. Like I'm... I'm Ready to go, and I'm fucking pumped, and I'm jazzed, and I woke up today ready to fucking record a podcast like a goddamn professional. Well, I will be the the yang. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> All right. You tell me. Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. Today we got some shit to talk about. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, I just realized I didn't write a prompt out before I started talking. <laughs> you sure did not. I thought you were a professional today. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. I, I did say I was going to come in with the full professional energy. Um, you're just giving <laughs> false flags? What is this red herrings to start a podcast? <laughs> Jesus. So, Very unprofessional. Hey, right now, uh, uh, smash that like button. Yeah. Like, and, like and subscribe. You know what? I, podcasts are for old people. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're outdated. Welcome to the Trash Cast Trash Cast. <laughs> Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. <laughs> and where's your brilliant fucking idea? Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. And the world is a dumpster fire, and we're just the raccoons inside trying to keep warm. Just trying to stay toasty. Little marshmallows. Mm. Yeah, oh. you need to get, get, get the hot cocoa going. The, the hot garbage juice tea. Ooh, I love hot cocoa. And marshmallows. Do you burn your so, marshmallows? Burn my marshmallows? Yeah. Like- oh, like make, making a s'more kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I, I usually, I'll, I'll make two. I'll make one that's, like, perfect and, like, golden, crispy, and, like, that's the one. I use that for a a s'more, right? And then, like, I'll put another one over, and, like, that one's going to be charcoal. So so you can get the burnt one That one's just a special treat for your boy. That one's the hold you over till the other one's done toasting, right? (laughs) No, no, that one's one's the one I I have afterward. That's the one that, like, I know from my childhood. What? And that's the one that's, like, I like that flavor. I like that burnt. Interesting. I burned that first one. Right off the bat, pull pull the crust skin off and get that, you know, motion in while I slowly toast the other one. That way they're can rapid I, fire. Can I tell you, Steven? That sounds like addict behavior. To oh, me. I know, dude. And then I line up like 18 more marshmallows slowly turning and it's just like, bam, 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 bam. You got a full rotisserie yeah. uh, um, spit going over the grill. Sometimes I just put them all in a pot and let them all melt down and make a little marshmallow smoothie for myself 
Have you ever made s'mores in a microwave? Yeah, it's, that's strange territory. It, it is, but man, it works. It does. It does. You won't need more than a couple seconds, folks. Be careful. Keep an eye on it. Don't walk away from your microwave with a, with a marshmallow in there. It's risky business. Well, it is. Speaking of risky business, there's been a lot of crazy shit going on this week. But uh, first, how's your week? Um, it's been good. Um Depression's been kicking my ass a little bit. So the same thing last week. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like it's not like bad, bad. It's not like you know. I've I've gone through the the way worse than this. It's just like I I think it's also because right now uh, work's picking up a lot. So like I'm, most of my energy is going towards that. So I don't have energy at home. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that's you know exacerbating it a bit sounds apathetic sorry sound apathetic yeah yeah mostly interesting um it's it's i mean it's mostly geared towards me and my own self though like usually when i have like when it's like full swing shit like i don't i don't fucking care about like nothing really moves me a lot and everything kind of seems like a burden but like my priorities are right now at least like work and like the people i work with and like making sure like their shit, like I will go out of my way to like update someone's schedule or like fix someone's like hours or whatever. And, and, you know, on my day off, but I'm having trouble granting myself that same, like go out of my way a little bit to do something for me. Well, I think we're going to explore that a bit today. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to do it. We're going to say we go all in. We're going to get nuts. So, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's how my week's been. How's yours? Okay. Uh, same bullshit. Same soup warmed up. You know. Just dreaming of going to war and doing <laughs> drugs. You know. <laughs> the huge. The huge. Before we get into it, I got a couple interesting news arts stories. Oh, please do share. Did you see the new AI Drake song? No. It was Drake... <laughs> Featuring the weekend, if you hadn't heard their music recently, it is completely convincible. Wow! Like it, I mean, it's matching styles and pronunciation and very well. I mean, it's definitely there's a lot of human artistry going into making it sound as good, but it was fully convincing to a lot of people. And there's an interesting thing where now all the music platforms have taken it off like it's not allowed on Spotify or YouTube anymore because it breaks copyright because mm. you're stealing an artist's sound at this point by using their voice huh that's pretty wild it's I, I problematic mean, I don't know much about either one of them's work besides like of course I've heard like the hit songs that like you really you can't get away from yeah one sucks um, in a fake gangster way and the other one sucks in a shitty R&B way <laughs> Yeah. And I so won't tell I, you which ones which. <laughs> you know which ones. Yeah. <laughs> they uh the um the thing is like I, I feel like it's pop music, right? Like it's yeah. made to be formulaic and so like that that makes sense that they're able to do that. No. No, because the weekend is very asymmetrical kind of uh abnormal singing and Drake the the verse sounds like a- any given rap verse. So like 
For example, someone that also this week, the other one I was going to mention is somebody did a Biggie verse. They put, mm. they, they, I forget the name of the producer. He's like a fairly well-known old school rapper, producer. And he's, he was like, I always wanted to do a song with Biggie. So I finally did one and it happened today. And it's a, a verse fe- featuring Biggie and it sounds like Biggie Smalls. Oh shit. So now we're bringing back. Rappers from the dead type shit. Just like the two pot holograms. Now we got Biggie verses, and this is something we're going to see a lot of. Oh, man. Just think that means our podcast could live on forever if we had the money and the yeah. people who have the excitement to do that. I know um, one YouTube news show that is doing that. They're having chat GPT and fans helping write the scripts, and then they're getting the AI bots to produce infinite shows for them. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. So there, we got some of that going on. And then, uh, you know, there's been all these murders and shootings and all kinds of crazy stuff this week. Um, but yeah, what, who the what fuck was the cares? number? It's like, it's like 11 yesterday. And then we had two, 11 in the last week as of yesterday. And we had a couple oh, new ones. I just, it's like 200. And like it, like it's more than one a day for just this year. Yeah, but no one gives a fuck, and it, it's a lot of fake outrage. Apparently not. No. But but I think part of what we're probably going to get into today, we'll touch on that a bit. So I thought I'd mention it, but we don't have to go into it. The other two big politics stories that is not well three, I guess that aren't getting enough attention right now is but you know the Trump. The most known one is the Trump rape civil trial, right? He just yeah. So I just saw yeah. I I heard a a little bit on that. I didn't like so like he wasn't he wasn't convicted of rape. No, it's a civil trial, so it's a lawsuit. Okay. And the the level of proof for that is not that it's beyond a reasonable doubt, but that it is more likely than not that it occurred and you're being sued by the other person for saying that, for him saying it did not happen to her. God. So she just won today and she gets $5 million, but his defense, and there's video of it now that's going on, it was on Fox News Today, is him saying, I would never rape her. She's not my type. She's too ugly. And then he Mm -hmm. says to the lawyer recording this and for what it's worth i wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't do it to you either and then yeah they ask him to point out the woman on in a photo and he with the defense of she's too ugly to fuck he points to his wife his ex-wife instead Uh, i i thought i thought it was he 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 pointed to the woman but he thought he thought it was his ex-wife in the picture that's the yeah he pointed to his wife his ex-wife oh Thinking that was her, or it, I could have it mistaken, but yeah, I, he, I, I, I thought it was the way that like they were like, "Can you can you identify these people?" And he's like, "That's my ex wife," and, and they were like, "No, that's not that's the that's Eugene Carroll, maybe." And he was like, "Oh, it's blurry. I can't tell." Yeah, very very embarrassing defense. But yeah. so that that's the one that's getting the most attention, which is still probably not enough for how big of a deal that is especially when he's got new york coming after him this week also and uh, a couple new cases as well did you see the clarence thomas our supreme court judges are busted taking illegal bribes and money basically 
yeah. So I, I I don't know the the newest updates on that. I guess I know that they were like, I know that they've been caught not, you know. Well, Clar- Clarence has been one of the most I don't know fundamental like Republican upholders for the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. I mean, he's done like so much fucking damage. So he's been gifted properties by uh this Republican billionaire donor and then they they just found out I believe yesterday his daughter's private school was being paid to the tune of $6,000 a month by this person as well. Wow. And he was already he had already lied and said he had not accepted money in any form from this person. So they're finding increasing evidence as they're going through his finances that Supreme Court justice is completely compromised. And I believe they identified a second judge that was taking money on the Supreme Court. Cool. So that's, you cannot understate how big of a deal that is. Yeah, but that's in the our entire s- fucking judicial system. In the same week, dude, there was just a new report out about generals and military members at the top of the Pentagon and the former head of the NSA was just caught taking $700,000 worth of payment from contracts he made with Saudi Arabia. And this was after the Jamal Khashoggi slain, in which the, you know, our government really failed to act as a whole. We still have our top, you know, intelligence leaders taking money from Saudi Arabia. Mm. I, I just... I know that's never going to be like the the sexy news story or whatever, but it, it just when our Supreme Court judges and our, our top military generals, officials, military like intelligence leaders, all of these people are dirty as fuck. It's just I don't know. It seems crazy. That's not a bigger deal than it is. I don't yeah, know. it's it's embarrassing, and it's like it reaffirms why it's so hard to feel like proud to be American. Well, think of like, imagine arguing with like a high schooler today and being like, you have to vote. You have to care about freedom and being a part of your country. And then it's like, these are the news stories every week. Like how the fuck do you, how the fuck do you try to participate and believe in a system that constantly is proving how unjust things are? At the highest levels. It's not like the the local, like Cincinnati, the last five years, they got caught stealing billions of dollars worth of shit. The whole city council was uh, doing backroom deals and they stole all of our money. And now we got to fund shit to do uh, the plumbing and water shit all over again. And then you look at the national leaders and it's the same shit. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's difficult. I would have trouble trying to convince like how I was as a teenager, like so fucking angry and apathetic. There's no way I would have been able, I would be able to convince myself why to fucking care, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even like to myself now, Now, it's like the, the biggest argument that I can make for it is like, 
if you 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 gotta have faith in something <laughs> or what's it all worth <laughs> i don't think you do though and i i, I don't I, I, I mean like you gotta try or like do to you? feel like you're doing something or you know i don't know man i mean we've gone back and forth it depends on how yeah. depressed or angry i am each week but i've yeah. gone i mean I've pretty much always been pretty fucking like doom pilled. Like I, I don't really. I feel like you you go through with the actions, but you don't have to believe any of it's worthwhile. Right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel like the 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 bigger thing for me is like if if I if I can convince it's it's almost like a religion in the way. Like if I can convince myself that this means something, then I feel a little bit better about my day. But isn't that like like I tried. Isn't and that it's, inherently dangerous? Like you you even what Oh, you re- for sure it is. But what even what you're relating it to is something you are ve- vehemently against. So wouldn't there uh, right. be a better way to mentally approach I that? Could, yeah, yeah, I could kill myself. Or um yeah. Or try to join politics. I would be the other one. Or, uh, I meant more but in I'm the sense of to... like trying to convince yourself to, to believe it, things are worthwhile, but more like, you know, the absurdist or nihilist of like, I know it's not worthwhile, but this is what I do. You know what I mean? I feel like the, there's the, the logical fallacy with that that's like... Well, that's there if either I, way. If, right? if I know it's not worthwhile, then why am I doing it? But that's there. Well, I guess you're saying it. You you wouldn't feel that way as long yeah, as you I, convince. Yeah, I I convince myself that it's it's at least worth it to try. I don't. I'm. I've kind of gotten into a weird place because I I think in general. I don't. I don't think I believe it is like as an overall like not just voting or like depression or what I think overall, I don't really believe it is worth it, but I, I'm, I feel like I have to, or like I've resigned myself to, to trying where previously it was so much easier not to try. And I, I've kind of like decided I'm going to, I'm going to try for a while. And I don't really believe in it, but th- that's just what I'm going to do for now. So why why do you think you feel like you have to? Um, because I th- I think a lot of it is like animal shit. Like because I realistically I was gonna die or go hungry. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you yeah. you know like you're you're a, a rat in a box, and you know you're probably not going to be able to claw out the wall, yeah. but you're going to try anyways. The walls got too steep, and I was getting hungry. So mm. there's got to be another way, even if I don't believe in that that way or believe what I'm doing is worthwhile. It's just like survival shit, right? Yeah. So like if the if if you have to play the trick to make yourself believe some things are worthwhile, even if you have like the gnawing feeling it's not, but that gets you through time. That that's that's a survival instinct and. Yeah, that could yeah, be a I would good say thing. That I can say that that's you know, it more for your mental health than it is for anything. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's like, but I feel like there's a better approach than that specific approach. Because I feel like anytime you have to convince yourself of something you don't feel 
th- there's always going to be a cognitive dissonance at some point that you mm-hmm. can't make that bridge. Not not with I, you specifically. I'm just in general. I guess it's not so much that I'm convincing myself of something that I don't feel. It's that it's more of as I feel it, but I feel like m- more that like my mind wanders in the way that like it's almost like I'm more trying to convince myself that it it it's not that it's that it doesn't work and that it's the you know I feel like the logical side of my brain is like all of the corruption you see would make you believe would lead you should lead you to believe that you know this isn't this isn't as it appears there's but because because there isn't another option it feels more responsible to try to take part in in at least making you know putting my word out into you know the void through my vote whatever where even if it's not being counted or it's not doesn't matter that at least at least i can feel like i tried yeah, and I, I think that's generally where, where, like, if we're thinking clearly or doing fine, like, that's where we both will land mm-hmm. or have landed. Um, but I think I really don't care either. And I, I think in general, uh, I'm, I'm probably struggling with a lot of that irregardless. So the, like, the minutiae of, things we're told we're supposed to do or like good for the greater good. Uh, I'm not super interested in or invested in right now. And I, I kind of come, I kind of comes and goes in waves, but I think the argument of like, you're really supposed to do, those things like you're supposed Mm -hmm. to i votes the easy one for us to keep falling back to as an example but like you're supposed to be good to other people you're supposed to not litter you're supposed to participate in uh, uh liberty whatever the fuck or protect other people or their values that you care about um well i will always land that you should and like i'm not gonna I'm super adverse to like watching the bigger person hurt a smaller person. Right. Mm -hmm. But as like a general thing, I don't know if there's really that much of a reason we should care that much about those. Like, I feel like caring about the ideal is really important, but caring about the day to day shit is like completely irrelevant. I think it is and it isn't it's i think that that reminds me of the argument of like did the school kids die on the way to school do we care well not even that i was just thinking like the thing with like recycling and like being more conscious of you know your waste and whatever like if everybody every single person on the planet suddenly became very conscious and very active like it could make a difference, but the problem is it's not, it doesn't work. Like not everyone's doing everything all at once. So 
to your actions, to you separating the recycling and, um, you know, getting, you know, your compostable things and using reusable stuff as much as possible. Like, does that really make the difference? See, I, if no one else does it, or it seems like no one else is doing it. I understand that, that point of view. And we've, definitely played with that before but i can't even get my head around the idea of like why the fuck should we care about planet earth or other people like why why the fuck should i give a fuck if the earth is here or not i think this this is another fine uh, a wonderful optimist versus pessimist thing that we but i don't think but you're not because you're a weak optimist right now you're vulnerable you're fragile you don't know that no i I I will you're not feeling super pepped up about life right now i'm not right yeah what 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 i would say though it i feel this way generally anyways even in my more you know pepped up as you as you (laughs) refer to it uh even in my more pepped up state peppa the peppa um even even when i'm more excited about life uh what what i feel is it's it's not so much that I have this driving hope that the world can is going to be better one day. It's more like I can envision it in my head. And it's not that it's impossible. It's not that I feel like it's impossible to achieve. I feel like I definitely feel like it's against all odds. But, you know, if we can... I, I just try. Why do just you try why do to you make believe it's something? possible? I don't. I, I think you're wrong, and I think you don't actually believe that. That I that I don't think it's possible. I think you're deceiving yourself to believe it's possible. It's simply I, simply on the basis of what we've established in before with our hallway theory is what percentage of people do you think are good. Because based on your previous answers, I don't see how you could ever believe the world is going to be a good place. You know, and honestly, I don't know either, but I do feel that way. I can't, I can't, at least not in this moment, I can't rationally justify it to you. I don't really have the words That's at, at, my, at my ready to do so. But what I can say is that I do typically feel like, even if it's on a small you know, individual conversation level or a, you know, like a, in, just a small interaction between two people, you know, like someone hold, you know, holding the door open for some, or someone holds the door open for you. And it's just a, you know, or someone says something to you and you, you know, have a little talk back and forth or something. Those are like the little, the little moments where it's like, ah, you know, it didn't really even make my day better. It didn't make the world a better place by far, but like, it's just, those are the little things that I feel like there are, there are people, there are other people here that aren't out for blood all the time. And that makes me think that, I you know, that. maybe <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, I know you do. You fucking sicko. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was re-listening to it to, um, not not the the prison uh, convictions on Rapley or one the one before that when we were kind of like precursor amble talking about it mm-hmm. 
And you said, <laughs> you were like, the song Fuck the Police, it's it's like a disgrace. It they is. were playing the show and the cops were there and they were having a good time and like like everyone was having a good time. And it's like, what what instead I feel like the perspective you're putting on it, while I don't think is completely irrational, I think it's just a different perspective. I think the perspective that I would look at that in after listening to you say that you know, out of the conversation um, aspect, I thought, you know, what that means is to me in my head is where we've gone from this was like they were trying to ban this before and how far we've come since then. No, what I see is a group of rappers who completely lost their message that just completely took the money and gave up all ideals of what they believed in, and that now, how how did they how did they lose their ideals? Because they're they're enjoying it. They're they're still touring this shit, making millions of dollars, and enjoying well, yeah, the cops their job. protecting them. Like it, it, it's so antithetical to what it was, and and now we have a crowd of people who don't feel what the intention was at all all just enjoying something it wasn't meant to be and everyone's making money <laughs> just so fucking gross i feel like there's a there's a there's a little bit of hater in there absolutely but if if i'm writing songs about killing cops and then cops are doing my security at a show you're a piece of shit right I mean, like you're just making no. money for entertainment. Yeah, that's Dog, stupid. The rappers, that's stupid. I don't want to listen to rappers. I want to listen to people who care about what they're saying. So this would be this would be the the argument that I would make. So if the artist has a choice to, I can make a career out of make. I, I can make more of the thing that I enjoy to make, but. I have to, you know, I have to make money doing it. When they take money for doing that, does that make the art less value? Not in, does that does not that make their, their their word not not mean at all less? not not inherently. It's, there's nothing wrong with making money off your craft, but you can't so, tell so, me. So where where does it go wrong then? If where does it go wrong for you? If you're, it, you know, I will give a lot of gray area. But I think there's something inherently wrong if you're singing the song called Fuck the Police while the police are doing your security. And then you're you're all happy with the cops after. You're giving them fist bumps on your way off the stage. I, I think there's something wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, if the police are also saying fuck the police. Yeah, it's just like a fun jam anthem to these new cops with one arm tattooed. Drinking monsters, you know the type of cop I'm talking about. Yeah, that want to be like, oh, hey, buddy, oh, where, where'd you get those tattoos? Check out, my, oh, I like energy drinks too, bud. Like that type think, of cop. I think I, <laughs> I like energy drinks too, bud. <laughs> um, I think, like I said, I I understand the where where you're coming from. I think I understand the perspective you're coming from, but I don't think it's the only perspective. No, but it's just the And I right think that one. you don't feel that way. I think you feel like it's the only per it's the only correct perspective. Yes. 
And I, I think as a dre- general thing, that's like you you do that with a lot of things, though. Yeah, dude. That's why I'm so fucking angry and alone in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> because I, I don't understand. I just I don't under I can't tell like to what degree of mental illness has separated me from people or how much I just genuinely despise everything and everyone because there's no fucking way like our world is the way it is and I I can see any reason to hold the belief that things are good or worthwhile or or, uh, just to find things to believe in and I think that's why I've always embrace people who also don't give a shit and end up dead because there's just i don't know there's just, there's no, no one believes in anything like i i'm i'm inherently attracted to people that believe in anything because it's so fucking rare because everything's just these little trades right like even now mm-hmm. i'm working a job i hate and previously that's something i couldn't do right so i'm like at odds with myself constantly because I'm choosing less suffering in exchange for doing things I don't believe in. And that that's uh, infuriating. Let me ask you a question. And we can we can cut this and not get into it because I feel like it could be really deep. No, give it, let it. We're doing it live. <laughs> Do you – let me phrase it this way. How much trouble do you have – being comfortable being happy i'm not sure because chemically if you give me things that make me feel happy i have absolutely no trouble feeling happiness if i'm but, but what, what i'm saying is do you i feel like you've you're uncomfortable when you're happy i, I don't think so i feel like that's honestly i feel like that's uh like a, a line you could give to to anyone who spends a lot of unto- a lot of time unhappy, but I think there's a lot of people who have legitimate reasons for being unhappy too. That if those reasons weren't there, it would be easier to be unhappy. Like, for example, I'm at least ten times happier than I used to be, and I've enjoyed feeling happier and have and having more moments of peace. But there's still like monumental things that I I don't w- want to feel comfortable ha- being happy if those things are there. Okay, and when I, I, that, I, that that's fair, I think I think you're right. They, they could be kind of thrown at anybody. I the the reason the I think the main reason I ask is I feel like generally I feel like you you tend to go to extremes, and we've talked yeah. about that before. Of like it's it's either this or it's that. Um, you know, and we've talked about gray areas before, but there, there are a lot of things I feel like that you, you put your foot in the, put your flag down and you say, I'm, this is the hill I die on. And I feel like that's n- n- not, not finding, not wading into the, the gray area of things is keeping you from finding like a peace with something and i i mean like that's that's at least like just from my perspective of like that's where i can I, find peace it, it it's settling to a degree but it's you know when it's for you 
Honestly, I feel like you 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 would usually choose frustration and anger. That's true. Honestly, if you weren't the person saying it, I I couldn't hear this. And I I can hear it from you. Like I un- I understand what you mean, but and this this seems like so like like a, a clearly sick type thought. But I don't understand what what's there to be so happy about. Like inherently, I would rather be unhappy for the right reasons than be happy for the wrong reasons. And I I feel like I'm constantly around. I mean, not not really anymore, but I feel like in general, we're we're put in these worlds around people who have no right being the happiness that they are. Like I, okay. I don't I don't see value in inherently being happy, being at peace. I I can associate with that more, and I I feel like for a very angry person, I'm at a much higher level of peace than. You're at peace with being angry, or I'm at peace <laughs> at, for being at anger for being angry more than I'm seeing other people who are as angry as I am be mm-hmm. at peace because everyone else dies, right, or right. gets themselves into trouble. Um, I feel like for being the percentage of peace that I have is is like pretty exceptional for where I'm at or how That's- I. Feel that's very fair that's yeah i i feel like you, you asked the question you know what is there to be happy about and the the answer i would give you is the the best part about that is is you you get to pick the things that's to be a, happy about that's a nice line or like point of view i think that's that's the main thing i like about the whole dirt ball theory feeling thing it's like if if nothing if nothing matters and everything is inconsequential, the things that you choose to spend your energy on and and get up and be upset about or be happy about or you know feel emotion towards at all, those things matter to you, and that's all that matters is that it matters to you. So when I talk about like the just the small interaction things where you know you someone says something funny and you both have a laugh and it's whatever. It's just a passing thing. You're not going to even think about that person the next day. You're not going to remember what the fuck they said. It doesn't matter. You had a nice casual interaction with a person. Those things can make you happy or they make me happy because it's, I don't know. It's like, it's unnecessary. It doesn't mean anything, but it happened. It's not going to like, it's not going to change anything, but in that, just that split moment of like, there's a shared, a bond or something that, like, that's something that makes me happy or like the little, I don't know. I think that's also why it's easier for me to wade into the, the gray area stuff and like, you know, it's not like, yeah, I feel this way, but let's. Let's venture this out. Let's hear this out for a minute because it's like, I don't, it's, it's something that I don't, it's either I don't care about enough to, to put that, you know, hold into. So it doesn't affect me strongly enough for it to matter. I guess I'm trying, I'm, I'm like piecing this together. I'm not, I don't have anything like, I've never really 
put this into words before, so I don't really know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think it's good to f- figure things out as you're saying them in this way, but s- say it again. Um, the idea that with, you know, if the the dirt ball, like we're all just yeah. a big fucking dirt ball with, and we're mold growing on it, whatever, then everything's inconsequential unless you care about it. But the things that are, you know, that, you know, like getting upset or being frustrated by the idea of, you know, the, the fuck the police and the NWA has been uh, um, having police as security guards and whatever. Like, I don't, it doesn't, I don't, doesn't bother me because I, I really, I just don't care. I think for the most part, like that's not a thing that like, so it's like, it doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me angry. It's like, I, and, and like, so I can see where if you do care about it. Is that something that does stick in your head and like, yeah, they can see where you can get upset about it, but like, it just doesn't phase me in that way. So it's easier for me to put it into my own perspective of, you know, that's a different flavor of apathy because I, I don't give a fuck either. Like I, I am attracted to people who are very passionate that care about things because on, on the general I don't give a fuck about anything. So it's like, I, I I have to like work to care where like, if I choose to think about that, it, I can get super fired up and angry. But if I'm like reading a news story or like see a little blurb about that or, or I'm at that show, I, I, I don't think I, I, I'm not. My mind isn't going to it unless I'm choosing to. Mm-hmm. Where, it's not a good example. Um, I th- I it's think, just like I- evidence boxes. Like our whole life is full of reasons for us to either care or not care as a general mm-hmm. thing, right? And all the things that make me not care, like get the little tally mark. On their own, I'm not... I don't like count every tally mark or write down why it made me angry. It, it, it's that they become collectives, right? Mm-hmm. It's that if, if I choose to explore, like, why did that make me so angry? I can find a lot of ammo because, the, because for 30 years, I've been building a private army worth of uh, <laughs> supplies for myself, right? Yeah. But on its own, like, I don't give a fuck if, some washed out old rappers sing a song and people enjoy it. I don't, I don't actually care. And if if I choose to like feel that anger, I can get there. But on its own, it's not moving the needle either. I I do get. I I, w- I do want to point out. You know, while we're talking about this example, that I do get the viewpoint of if the message isn't being understood of like what they're talking about because of that. Like if, if the they're destroying their honor, their legacy, right? I mean, like it's, it's, I I think, I think if you, if you put, if you, if you single out that occasion and, and I, then maybe we're going to tour all over the world and yell to authorities that we were saying, fuck them. And we're going to make a bunch of money and we're going to yell at all the, the governments and polices across the world that fuck them. They're bad. 
we're going to take our jets and go to these places. <laughs> like, yeah, I, it's just, I, it's just I like a like, great reason of like why life is stupid. <laughs> it, it is. And, and I feel like there's, there's definitely a part where the, the message is probably going to be heard differently from people that were a alive when the song came out sure, and like, or grew up hearing it kind of thing. Like, before before that happened you know like that message is going to be heard and felt differently than people now than like you know younger the younger generation that might hear that and think you know their 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 first uh hearing of it is from a youtube video from that concert and they see the the cops jamming along to it and they're like well fuck this this is like this is like a parody or what is like satire? Like what? Yeah. You know, exactly. So I can see that being a thing, but I feel like it doesn't take away specifically from the song itself outside of that. Well, to a certain degree, art is always like timeless and like the, mm-hmm. listening to that song can, I don't know, surpass all the things that sully its reputation to some extent, but it, it sucks when artists do that. I think as a general point, uh, he, here's, I want to go back to like wanting ha- happiness in general, right? All right. You know, there's like, there, there's animals. There's some animals that are like neutral, right? Like we got a, let's say like a dog and a cat, right? Those are neutral. Okay. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. And then you got dopey animals, right? You got dodo birds, uh, platypuses, little sea otters, things that are like whimsical, mm-hmm. cute, kind of weird. You often see them as happy or like uh, ignorantly blissful, right? And then you have animals that are like super serious, right? Like tigers or... um I don't know, bears, wolves, right? Wolves are so fucking serious, they get cool, cheesy shirts, right? And then you have, like, things in the in-between, right? Like, you get, like, hyenas that are, like, serious, but they're they're laughing. They're getting their jokes in when they can, right? Mm-hmm. I've always liked the hyena because you get the jokes in when you can, but I feel like if you have to be... When you have to be a serious animal... I don't feel like there there's room for much happiness. Like I I feel like if you gave that hyena as much fucking dead elephant carcass as they could eat, they're going to be laughing a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. But it, I feel like if you're focused, and I I think this is like the plague of like anyone not in like a higher money bracket, right? If your focus is on survival and you're in places where, like, being too weak, being too happy, like, moving wrong in the wrong way can get you fucked up. Or, like, if you have a fucked up brain that's going to tell you to, like, do things that are going to kill you and you just have to be really serious, I feel like there's just really limited room to like be like a dodo bird like i would love to be doing sea otter flips 
Right. Wouldn't we all? That's what I'm... I, I, I feel like... Cracking oysters on our tum-tums. I just... I think a lot of times people, like homeless people, desolate people, like the general poor people or like mentally ill people, addicts and sh- I feel like there's like a massive kind of like misunderstanding in the sense like they're they're either like not doing enough or like the focus is on the negative too much and and there's like always room for that to be better but when when your world like focuses around survival animal level garbage level of humanity instinct mm-hmm. I, I feel like you have to adapt a lot of that or you just are like you're fucked. Yeah, there, there are there are obviously less things to find happiness in. There's less tasty snacks laying around, right? When, when your life is survival, and I'm I'm out of the desolate survival. Like I'm okay, but there's part of me that's always like working against myself, and I don't have enough means to be able to rest. So it's like ha- happiness is of little value to me right now because it doesn't help me. You, right? You get like some stress relief and like things mm-hmm. are better for a little bit longer, but that's not material enough to to offer me real value. Like if the, so, it, the 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 happiness comes in short short-lived bursts rather than yeah, you get the chuckles when you can, try to enjoy the people we care about when you can, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't the 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 general sense of is my life a happy life? That's a much different question than can I seize moments of happiness? And even that, I feel like, is irrelevant to me in the sense I would rather do something of value than have felt good while I was here. I didn't used to feel that way, but I definitely feel that now. I'm, I'd be very much okay with the trade-off of living an unhappy life if I did something important to myself. That's fair. I feel like I've struggled going back and forth with that, where I feel like sometimes I'll get too deep mentally in the state of my – it doesn't matter if I'm suffering or if I'm like – fucking exhausted and depressed and whatever it doesn't matter as long as what i'm doing makes life a little bit easier for the people around me at least like if that's even like the the smallest outreach that i can make is like just to like doesn't even have to be like a world lasting thing but well you really care about your your family like i i I do The, the the people closest to me i mean like that's what else do we have right I agree with you f- fundamentally, but I I definitely don't feel it the same way you do, and I see how like in your life it plays a much bigger role. Like it it certainly does. I feel like the the people that I spend my time with more often are people that I'm I'm, you know, I'm able to commiserate with about the same like you know, the same issues and the same like we're we work together we go through the same problems together so it's a deeper bond that and like a, on a daily basis that that like that i'm with for years at a job kind of thing but like 
I think at least in the last few jobs, I've been able to find friends with that, through that, that, you know, we, we don't just see each other at work. We actually do hang out outside of work and we do, you know, talk about more personal shit. And I think that, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what your communication's like with your coworkers, but non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> Which also doesn't sound bad, honestly. <laughs> that part's really nice. I meet my, my boss once in the last two weeks and I haven't talked to anyone. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that sounds like it could be, it could be really cool, but I, I don't know if I could, I don't even know. I don't think I could handle that. I feel like I wouldn't I love fucking it. lose it. I think it would be cool for a, a, a little while and then I don't know. I might adapt to it, but I like, I like adapt. having the, someone else to like to share in like with this thing that I'm doing and them understanding what I'm talking about. And like, we can talk shit about this customer that was a fucking idiot and, you know, see something. Can I, can, let me, uh, I, I don't want to steal. Like I uh, initially you, let me preface part when it was your idea for us to, to spend a little time on this today. And before we recorded, I mentioned I was a bit apprehensive because I, I get worried of sound, sounding like a broken record because I feel, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of try, especially on the pod, I don't know if it comes across this way or not, but I, I really try not, like even, even with you or like Sam, Sarah, like anyone I'm close with, I'm a, I'm a very open person. I'm always willing to talk and I probably do more than most average people, but I, I try not to talk about how I'm feeling too much because to to some extent it's irrelevant because this, this is like part of who I am and it, it doesn't do good to like, you know, misery makes company shit all the time. Mm. Right. Um, now, are, you, are you just speaking for you personally? Yeah. For like, for, for yeah. me personally, it's not, it, I think there's like, I try to find a good balance with how much to share because there's no point of like every day to like text everyone in my phone and be like, I don't want to be here. Like, yeah. <laughs> for for 20 years straight, like group chat, I don't want to be here. <laughs> so I, I try, I try to find some, some balance with that. And I don't want to take away from anything you want to explore. I, I did kind of want to ask you like, do you feel like you're in general with life? I think you place a pretty high value on solace and being comfortable. Is that fair? Yes. Yes, it is. Do you, do you feel like you're relentlessly pursuing things? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, it, and it's not always, um, definitely sometimes more than others, but I do, um, have a I have a very strong connect and you're gonna hate this. I have a very <laughs> strong connection um to the song Working Man by Rush. Um there the the line in it is um it seems to me I can live my life a lot better than I think I am. And I feel like as I've gotten older I've noticed that more and more in myself where it's like okay I can find comfort in something it can find comfort in this but i gotta i gotta work a little harder make a little money do you know either buy the thing i want or you know get to the the level of like 
paying off the things that I have kind of thing where it's like, okay, now I'm comfortable. And then it's like, you keep getting to the next, okay, well, what's the, the next thing comes up and then that's the next thing and the next thing. And it's, there's always something else. And I do feel like it's a, uh, you know, carrot at the end of a stick kind of a thing where it's, I'm, I do feel like I'm chasing that. And I've noticed it. I've noticed that I've been able to turn it off more in the last couple of years. I've been able to rest more and actually find that comfort. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that this current job is so seasonal. So in the wintertime, sometimes I just work four day weeks and, and they're like, turn off. yeah. And they're like yeah. six hour days sometimes. And it's like, it's, it's nothing. So like I, I'm, I'm working, I'm making a lot less money in the wintertime, but uh, I got to push it. I got to push time, it. I, I, that's like the cliche, right. Of the rat race, right. It's right. Like exactly. Try, try not to get pulled into that. When, yeah. when I'm more inquiring, I know we've talked about this before. Do you dream about like something much more than having the, the nice things or like being comfortable? Like, is there, there, there anything like pulling you? Um, cause not really. I think, I feel like I had that a lot more when I was young. I feel like I had more ambition of like, oh, I'm going to start my own business and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it's like, I'm, and I, if I hadn't found this job, I would probably still feel that way. But because I was like on the fence that? for, I don't think I do. I never really wanted it, but it just seemed like the better alternative than working for someone else. I, but what I'm getting at is, is like a, a bigger question. Like mm-hmm. I, when I talk to, when I talk to anyone except my bro, my little brother has, has, a big streak of this in him. And I think me and him feel it different ways, but uh, really pretty much anyone else. I don't see it in the same way. Like, like full God mode. I, I want, I want like to be, I want to be like the, the, I forget who it was. Was it Alexander weeping when there's no more worlds to conquer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it kind of manifests as art or like creative things, but I want something bigger than what I could ever have. And like a lot of people, that's God, like whatever the fuck that is. But it feels like there's something missing and I have, I have to relentlessly pursue it. And I don't understand. I, I don't understand how people could wake up every day if their goal is like to have a good day or like to be a little bit more comfortable. Like I don't understand what's driving people. And I don't get, I don't understand not having hmm. like a, a, a need, like an existential larger need that you feel like, even though you know you may very well never get anywhere near it. I can't understand like the dirt ball. Like we're just on this dirt and it's a beautiful moment in time. I I don't get that. That's terrible. I, I, unless I, you're- I, I'm glad you, you, you said that because what I was going to say was I, I want to bring that back to what I said earlier, where you get to choose the things that make you happy or the things that you find the happiness in. And 
I feel like I know I I don't have that ambition for um what I would call like the world is not enough kind of thing where like I I feel like the things that I that I am ambitious for is being able to comfortably, you know, going back to that, good being being able to comfortably spend time with the people I care about and making sure they're comfortable and like that's that's the thing that drives my ambition. And it's it's as much smaller and I think because it's it feels more achievable too, I think that that's also what helps it like it might be smaller, but because it feels more achievable than, you know, something that the world doesn't or something that you can't have, something that the world isn't able to offer you. Um because it feels that way, it's a lot more incentivizing. And I feel like I I just I never had the uh the supervillain need to have it all, I guess. Maybe when I was like teenage angsty younger but like it's not but you you know me i don't give a fuck about any i don't give a fuck what color my walls are like it's more the i want something i could never have like the i i love you you're you're a brother i love you too and you balance me in a lot of ways but hearing hearing you say like you don't feel that that pool is like so upsetting to me and, and I'm not saying that as a judgment in any way, but as like mm-hmm. a emotional reaction to that is it feels upsetting to me that other people don't feel that because I, I, I don't understand. Like, it's so hard for me to find value in existence as is. And I, I feel like, I don't know, not having like, Uh, and see, a stronger hearing, pool. Just I don't. I don't see how anything would matter. And see, hearing you say that upsets me. I do understand it. I understand how it's hard to find um, value in just existing and living. But I, I definitely get that. But but doesn't I, it, it feel like we're supposed to like you know when you take like a a new drug or like a psychedelic or like you have a new experience like the first. Eat too much of a weed cookie. Yeah, the first couple times, like, falling in love or, like, figuring something out in a notepad at the bar. Like, those moments where it's, like, there's something deeper, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel that when they they join a new church or whatever. Like, I I don't know what that is except, like, chemical changes in our brain. But it feels like there is supposed to be something deeper, or that we're, we're meant to feel like there is. And I, I don't know if there is. I don't, I don't really give a fuck of like that in a spiritual sense. But in the sense of like emotionally, I feel the need to, to find that through some means or else things are empty. And I know that's like a classic like addict thing there the world is never enough you'll never find you know one drinks you know yeah a mi- whatever a million is never enough whatever but th- there's like something more to be found or like pursued 
even if it's never found, there's like something more to be to be fought for or defined. Sorry, let me look up this quote real quick. Like if if I could like enlist in a imaginary army and storm imaginary uh, D Day Normandy Normandy shit, like storm the beaches, and I knew at the top of the fucking beach was like the thing I desired most. I, I not having the name for it, I would like always choose to like take that uphill fight because I I feel like there there's something else we need to validate existing. Mm-hmm. I hearing you say that made me think of something I just heard the other day for the first time and it it stuck with me. Um it's an idiom and it's enough is as good as a feast. And the idea is that I, I, the way the way I think about those stronger emotions, where it's like there's something deeper, kind of things. It's like they you can you get there, and it's not like I think love's a good example because it's like when you're really in love, like it it it, it you go in deep to it, and it feels like there's like this new world unlocked to you, and you can you know, stay in it. You can be in it for a very long time, but it evolves and changes as well. And you adapt it into, you know, like you, you're still living in the same world. And I don't want to use the word fleeting because that makes it, that has, I feel like a negative connotation when you're talking about love, but I feel like, you know, there are, it, it wanes and grows and changes. And I feel like that deeper meaning that deeper, context to life or the something i feel like and i i can't confirm this because i can't read your mind and feel your emotions until you make that drug that you're talking about (laughs) but i feel like i get that in small doses from a lot more from a wider variety of things rather than seeking it in a large quantity from one thing. And I, I think that's just the way my brain operates. I don't think that's realistic. That's not something I seek out to do. I understand. And I get some of that through our, I feel like the most comparable thing is like oxytocin or serotonin or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. But realistically, how many things a week give you any true feast of that? How many times well, a week are you interacting? It, do, it doesn't need to be a feast. It's enough. Well, that, that was what I was referring to. Is how many yeah. times a week do you get enough of that where you're like, this validates existing? Realistically. Like, how many times a week are you spending with another person that you feel that? Or you did a thing that made you feel that? Or you experienced it? Because I, I... I mean, more than once a day. And that's enough. I, I don't have an official counter for you. To me, that is that that just feels so fucking hollow. Like to, to me, there, there's always more loves to be had. There's always more feasts to eat. There's always yeah, and there there will be more the next day. One a day is not enough. One I've little. Said, I said. I said. I said more than one a day. Yeah. And it, it's like I can't. I can't say it's 
You Isn't know. that boring? No. I don't think my life's boring at all. I feel like mine is. I mean, I don't think it's, you know, write a movie about it, but I enjoy it. It's what I, it's, it's, I'm living more closely to how I want to and, and then how, I don't know, than how I ever used to. I think my life is more exciting and more, more, at least more interesting now that I have time to be who I am rather than only work. That was that built so much of my life for such a long time where like I didn't spend time with family unless it was like my one day off and I was exhausted and, you know, I'd have a couple beers and then be asleep, you know, by fucking 830 because I can't stay up any later than that because I'm exhausted. And like the, the time spent wasn't really good time spent. But what it's still such a small percentage of our time. It's still like Yeah. I, I but, feel like I'm living but farther it's all that away. we have. To me that that's never going to be enough. And I, I understand that's a a difference between us, but I think I think what I'm trying to communicate to some extent is it's it's upsetting to me that things are enough for everyone else. Because I don't feel that. And it, it it bothers me that other people are okay with what we have because I don't I feel like we all deserve more. Do you think? Do you think in part of that that do you feel like slighted by the fact that everyone else can? Yeah, you're find all assholes. You're all assholes. <laughs> fuck you guys. Like why? Why? Like I have what to be unhappy. You guys for, all happy about? I have to be unhappy for all you. Oh my god. I tr- truly. I mean, I, I recognize that's not like uh, the best reaction, and I'm not like. Th- but, there, but there's an honest. element of truth to that. Yeah. And I, I think that's the more important thing is that if, if you're being honest about it, then yeah, there's there's an element of truth to that because I don't understand how everybody else is okay with that because it, mm-hmm. it seems. To me, well, I don't. I don't think everyone else is. Well, I, I I would agree that probably a majority of people, or at least, but I think there's a lot of people that may feel that may may think that they do, but they do need to seek something like church or something like that that can. But it, it feels pathetic for for it to be enough, and I mean that for myself too, because I feel like in many ways I'm living farther away from what that truth would be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we are like incredibly powerful beings full of massive world-changing potential and meanwhile we're, we're like sedated with a couple hits of happiness a day or a week mm-hmm. or whatever and i i'm not saying that like in the sense that other people aren't doing enough i i feel it with myself and i i wish other people felt the same but i i wish there was a a higher pursuit because I feel like it is unsatisfactory to validating existence to exist the way we are. I would, I would argue that back. I, I, I want to say that I feel like we appear to be these super powerful beings, but we're jelly sacks that don't we get to choose that. Isn't that, I mean, that's the idea of, of Satanism of a lot of, atheist theory 
Is that we we no, choose we're, to we're, be jelly sacks? No, not? we can be as powerful as we want to be. We can be our own. Yeah, God for sure. But I I, feel I don't like- want to choose to be fragile. Even if I recognize like inherently part of being human is having that, I don't ever want to to validate that part of existence. Now here here's here's something by if if you don't want to be fragile yet you are is that not a delusion in itself you don't uh, want to feel that way and you shouldn't have to feel that way i felt that you way you shouldn't have to feel fragile it doesn't mean that you aren't though uh um when i was using i felt that way in a lot of ways i felt immortal Cursed to live, invulnerable to, to damage and pain. Right? Some real anime protagonist shit. Absolutely. But I was f- far more vulnerable and fragile than I knew I was and definitely than I am now, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think at that- And you should bask in that. You should be proud of that. And you should you uh, should be allowed to be proud of that. I, I understand what you mean, but I have, I have mixed feelings. But I, I think- at that time, it was very delusional, right? To not accept mm-hmm. the level of like realistic vulnerabilities I had, right? Right. But as a a general ideal, I, I don't think we should think we're like incorruptible, incapable of wrong, incapable of being damaged. But mm-hmm. I, I think embracing that we're fragile beings in a temporary world is like uh really bad like i i think we get to choose not to be that i don't want to be that no and i i i get where you're coming from and I think the, that viewpoint works for me. I feel like, like you don't, you could be, you could be the 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 toughest, the you know the the strongest, you know most uh, uh, immovable object on the planet, but you're still you're the strongest of the jelly sacks. You're you're the strongest of the meat bags, and it and it's it's you know you're still gonna live out your you know. Hundred years, if if that, and then die, and then time's going to move on, and then everything turns to dust. So the what's more, I guess, what's more important than that is I just the don't way. I say the what's more important than that is the way that you feel. Yeah, I don't want to exist through that lens. Like I, 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 I could feel being the most powerful being, and I still know it's pointless, or that there's you know, regardless of what power level it is, like it's temporary, mm-hmm. but I don't ever want to have to exist through the lens of fragility of, of temporariness. I don't, I, I don't want to feel that way. But the, I, I see how like it, that lens reframe different glasses is like, um, could be, empowering but I, I i don't think that's true i don't think there's any way to like reframe that to be like hey we're relatively weak creatures that live for a little bit of time and because of that i am free 
to to do things and make mistakes and enjoy the time I have and then it's gone. And that is like true freedom of will. And that's it. That sounds so terrible to me. I, I don't know if I'd say it's true freedom of will, but other than that, that's, I mean, that's exactly how. Well, if it's not true freedom, it's determinism. And that that's even uh, more. Infantile. I don't think it has to be a, a true will or determinism. Right. There's the mix. I, yeah, right. it's just it is what it is, and, and like I I don't know what it is, and I can't that's prove that. I don't I can't prove that it is or is not a certain way, and I'm okay with that. I'm just not okay with it. Yeah, and that's I think that's um, you know, I'm not okay I, with the what existing is, and I, I and it bothers me more people don't feel that. I mean, it definitely is something that I, I'd like to question and think about, but if the point is that if, if you're not going to, if you can't come to a resolute answer that's always applicable, then, you know, it's not worth worrying about, I guess, to me. I do understand. What you, I feel like I'm. I've been. My headphones are low volume. I feel like I've been like screaming for. An hour. No, you, you you haven't been. Okay. You haven't been. I, I, um, that makes I, sense. I just I can't emotionally identify with that. That's and that's fair. Yeah, yeah that's. I, I get that. I just. Uh, I very yeah, well. Maybe I I, I think it was approach. interesting how you're like. I can't understand how people can can feel this way, and it was like you just described exactly how I feel. <laughs> It's just, you know, it's all fucking, you know, whatever. It, it's not even, – even in the idea where it is a, you know, it's all a hologram or something and some someone's playing with us how they play with The Sims. It's like, you know, whatever. I'm not in on the game. See, I'm, but I'm I want to revolt and kill the player manipulating us. Yeah, and, and that's ambitious and I'm – I'm just trying to make the best of the situation I'm in. But I want to bring you with me. I want. I want. Like I listen. You find you find the red pill, and I'm. You you find the you find both the pills, and we'll take them both, and we'll. <laughs> I feel we'll go kill him. We'll go kill Neo. <laughs> I feel bad for Sarah a lot of times because I, uh, I I think sometimes it probably feels like I'm on her for like not wanting to do enough, and then so many we we are always joke. She's like um. Uh, a pretty butterfly, just like, uh, you know, floating through the wind, like from thing to thing. And she's happy that way. And yeah. I th I'm jealous of that and attracted to that in her. Um, but I'm, I'm probably like a harsh and difficult person to be with a lot because I want everyone else to like feel slighted also and to like to feel like they want more, even if I can't tell them what it is or what it is for myself i i want other people to want that because i i'm like infuriated like my, my existence the only thing i can use to validate my existence is wanting to know and pursue that because everything else is like it, it kill like i it's i feel like a child like a, a kid a like young kid being forced to go to uh fucking factory every day to go to work like i i it's so it makes me feel like so immature but it's also like i don't understand how as adults like we're, we all got on the same page to do this like monkey bullshit and 
I'm the I'm the fucked up one for like feeling like this isn't right or that something's wrong. You know, that might be a huge factor in my in my out worldview as well as I'm I do I enjoy my work and like it has its moments where it's extremely tough and demanding and and the times where I'm like, oh man, a, a regular jack off job sounds good right now. But for the most part, like I've I've considered leaving. I'd put out the applications. I've showed up for the job interviews and I still ended up turning, you know, when I was approached with like, oh, we could offer you this. I was like, I ended up taking a kitchen job again because I enjoy the work so much. And it it really is a part of, I think it is a huge part of how, why I feel the way I do about life is because I get to clock into a job that I don't hate. And that's I, that. That's huge. Uh, I'm envious of that to an extent, and I felt brief flashes of that before. I've done jobs where, like, for a moment, it's like this felt good. Like I, I did something. It might not have meant anything, but I did it, and it felt okay today. Like I, yeah. I, I know what you mean, but it always feels better to clock out than it does in. And I, I don't understand. Like I, I know that's like a a good piece of solace, but I, I still feel like there's more and it, it it's upsetting. Let, let me, let me say this that way. I, I, I want to, it's not, I don't feel like it feels better to clock out than the clock in. It feels different. I can't for me at no. least. No, I, let, let me, let me explain. <laughs> let me explain when I clock in, when I like, I'm showing up to do the thing. Sure, there's mornings where I'm like, I'm fucking tired, and we're, you know, I'm expecting like, okay, we're gonna get fucking slammed today, we're gonna get rushed, or we're gonna, you know, whatever. But then, like, once I'm awake enough, I guess I feel more like I'm. It's exciting, and I the those moments of serotonin I get those like multiple a day is from. This job in particular is cool because when I make something and then like I usually I'm also handing it to the customer and like they're also happy to be getting their thing and like there's a good exchange of I just made this person's day kind of thing or I just gave them something in like the the smile that they that they have or you know how excited they are to come back and they're a regular or whatever like those are interactions like I look forward to those and those give me um uh Sarah you know the the this make me happy yeah. yeah and then by the end of the day that happiness clocking out it's, it's worthwhile it, you've earned it yeah i've earned i've earned it and i can i can earn the the calm that comes after it i can earn i've earned the that that happiness i feel good about the day i feel good about um you know the the fact that i just made a bunch of money like I, I doing something like that. Those are all the things, but it's like a different, it's a different happiness than the excited happiness before. And I know everyone doesn't feel that, or they might feel it at some places, not the others. But I feel like a, a lot of people can understand what that is, even if they don't feel it. But I, I, th- I don't know, man, I'm split. I think a lot of people don't feel that. And I can't understand that feeling at all. I've never felt any of that in anything I've ever done ever. And that's sad to me. That's I, 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 I want I can't you to understand. Like, I, I don't understand how, unless I'm choosing to do what I want to do on my own time 
in my own way, pursuing what I want to, being being told like we have such a brief time on the on this strange place and I'm doing things not out of choice but out of necessity or I'm ordered to or that I, I have to by pressure of one means or another robs me of anything that is remotely satisfying. Like I will get through it. I will try to enjoy the parts I can, but but there is not enough of whatever that feeling is to make any of that at all appealing to me. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm mature enough to have made it this long. Like, I'll do right, I, yeah. I'll do what I have to do to get by, and like to get to the times that will fulfill me enough to get by. But it it still feels really wrong, and I, I do think a lot of other people. I, I I get confused sometimes because I think there are things about me that are off. But I, I think a lot of people also understand that a bit. I I can understand that too. Is is I mean, there's a lot of unhappy people. Yeah, for sure. And I I mean, like even one of my good friends that I've I've been trying to get her to quit her job and come work with us full time. She worked with us worked with us occasionally, but it's like her full time job makes her miserable, like in tears, miserable. Yeah, and it's like why? Like the money's not that different. Um, she has, she feels like she has to, for one reason or another. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, she might be right. And part, part of it's like, you know, benefits and stuff like that. Like I I get it. Um, it's a good reason, but even if it's like, Hey, come work with us for the summer until you find a new place. Dude, like it's, it's, I'm not saying she shouldn't do that, but it's such a risk. Like yeah, and I I agree. I absolutely agree. It, it is, and I I recognize what I'm asking, but like, it's so hard to see them so miserable, and they've they've even said like they're way happier when they when they work with us, and they're they're way happier, you know, doing what they're doing. the 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 day feels like it goes by faster, and it's easier, and it's more fun. And but who pays their hospital bills? Who takes? Yeah, you know, and I I'm saying that knowing you could be the exception like you do care about people you probably would help out someone you're close if it would turn out to be a bad move and they were struggling but right like, right exactly most of the time most people like we're landlocked in the sense that to, to like take risk like that make us so fucking vulnerable and right. I, i'm feeling that a lot myself because i'm something's gonna change one way or another with my situation in the next year or two, but it's really hard to, to know how or when or how to go about that because it puts you at such a risk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, from that perspective, I can absolutely see where it, you know, my, my worldview isn't, isn't right for everyone. And I recognize that. I mean, I knew, I knew that going in beforehand, I I knew when I started thinking about it in the first place when I was kind of fleshing out the idea of, you know, like we're all just dust and, and nothing matters and, you know, there what if, you know there's no proof of a god so why should we believe in one and, you know, and what does anything actually mean that kind of shit like, when I started proposing that idea to people they're like well how do you find any reason to live, like what do you mean like how can you possibly live that way and I. 
I just, I, I didn't really have an answer besides like, it just makes me feel right. It, it makes me feel like, you know, Toasty. more, uh, yeah, a, a little more free but in, in my own skin, I guess that like. I can understand that if you were like living very recklessly or, or like pursuing something without abandon, but to, for, for it to be like a, a, this chaotic chemical reaction, weird place in time, temporary unstableness. I feel like to like to try to find calmness and peacefulness and to like be a part of that for a moment. It, it seems, it, it seems like a lot of like leftover potential of what you could do in that. Hmm. In that weird space. I mean, I would argue that you, I mean, you do have to be tough to find that. Yeah. You, know, you uh, have to yeah. be able to roll with the punches and just, you know, like, but you if it starts getting, you know, like you're exhausted and beat down and, you know, the, the end of your Friday night and you, somebody spills a big, you know, the deep fryer all over the fucking floor and it's like, we got to clean that up and, you know. Let me let me fr frame it this way. Yeah, yeah. You're on the, this rock, right? Let's yeah. say you're the only person on it, right? Mm -hmm. Just for introspection. You're on your own little rock floating through the galaxy, right? And you're going to be here for a while, but, you know, at some point, this rocket's slowly chipping away into little f golden flakes in the in the sun, flying off into space. W wouldn't you rather carve that rock, sculpt it into something really beautiful that will last at least for a while, than to than to find to make like a really comfortable home that's temporary. Do, do you understand mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not saying that that's right, but do you get what I'm... Well, I mean, it's all temporary though, right? Yes, but I feel no like no one thing's what inherently you do is more valuable than the other. I feel like, I mean, regardless, okay. regardless of what you build, it is your home. And coming to terms with that... It's, it's, you, you're, you know, uh, what's the, <laughs> what's the, the Joe Dirt line, uh, you know, home is what you make it. Do you feel like maybe, maybe it is like a super ignorant air on my end, but I, I feel like doing something, I feel like making something or doing something beautiful with our time is inherently more valuable than not. And I understand the counter would be that a simple, beautiful, peaceful life could be what is thought of as that beauty. I was going to say, yeah, the beauty is in the eye of the, the beholder. It's a, you know. <laughs> I feel like beauty is not in the eye of the holder. It's in the eyes of others. Well, that's, in, that's, in this, that's on you no, to get, talk to your therapist about. In the, sen in the sense that I, I feel like if I, will if say, I do something beautiful with my life that no one else can seize, then it, there was probably something messed up with what I'm seeing. And not in the sense I should value what others think, but if it was beautiful enough, th they would have to admire it. 
and my my point would be I'm I'm dead so it doesn't matter if they admire it or not. And I, I, it, I as long as I as long as I admire it. That's my that's my perspective on that. I will say when you first introduced the idea of a ball and I'm the only person on it, the first thing I did think of is I'm going to find all the rocks I can and stack them up as high as I can. That 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 like, would I'm be gonna, exactly what I mean though. But that's but but that's for me. That's for me to enjoy. It's not because I want to I don't I want people to see this and and you know memorialize it, you know, memorialize it. I want it's just because, like, you know, it would be f- a fun thing to do. But I feel like that 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 would be the equivalent of, like, doing something super beautiful with your life. Right? Where, yeah, like, I, I mean, I can see that, but I think still the, the, the main argument that I want to hang on is it's not – I'm doing it – if I'm doing it, I'm doing it because I want to do it for me. Sure. I agree. Yeah. I, I want to do things for myself. Let, let's um take it outside. I, I'm just trying to understand like what what I think of is like factual validity in a beautiful existence, right? I'm a separate from ourselves. If you have all right, we got two pizza makers. Mm-hmm. Let's make them raccoons. We got two okay. ratatouilles, right? One, no, they both make pizza. They're raccoons. They're really good at needing R- pizza. R- Raccatooties. Yes, right? Everything, everywhere, all at once. But they, Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we got two raccoons that are both really good at making pizzas. They, they light their dumpster on fire every morning, and they, they knead the dough, and they bake the pizza over the garbage can every day, right? Mm-hmm. One raccoon turns that into his business. He makes beautiful little artesian pizzas, and he feeds the whole neighborhood, and people appreciate him. He's a raccoon of character in the neighborhood, and um, has a small little family, a couple little cubs, and has a nice comfy home, and lives and dies a simple but like lovely life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other raccoon, fuck, this is going to be hard to, um, the other <laughs> raccoon goes Papa John style, builds- full, full capitalist. Full pizza empire. And then the, they realize that's not enough. And then they they discover an uncharted new trash island. One of those trash islands floating. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. They discover a new trash island and they, they explore there. The first raccoon to ever cross the Pacific, right? And, and on that trash island, they build a new little raccoon utopia that that exists for hundreds of years. And people do all these great things at this whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I would never say there's anything wrong with the first raccoon. I, I cannot help emotionally feel like the second raccoon did something more beautiful. Does that make sense? Because I'm it, not saying it, it, it's right, it does, but that's how I it feel. Does, but that's, I mean, that's a matter of opinion. 
It is, but I, I feel like it's not. <laughs> that's like, that's that's for you and your therapist to talk about. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> but I don't understand why don't other people feel that way. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Why don't you feel that way? I I I also I don't know. I can't, I couldn't tell you. That's just I don't. Nobody I don't can feel tell that way. Me. Yeah, because that's I'm explaining an opinion. It's like I just prefer you explain to me why you don't feel the way I do. Because because they tried to do something that they felt hadn't been done before, or or they followed a path that was unsure. And they were just trying to pursue something. Yeah, and that's fair, but that doesn't explain to me why what what I'm asking you to do is something that's that's not really possible. I mean, you can tell me the reason that you feel this way because they weren't doing what everyone else has done a million times over. Yeah, that's, but, um, that's why what, what, it feels what, what, more important. It's novel. It's different. They. It's not the the simple previously explored path if i if i go to uh the most dangerous woods in the universe and, and there's two paths and one has been run over a million times by everyone who visits here because we all know it's safe and one path is very hazardous and goes into the darkness i feel like the person who goes through the the darkness did something more valuable now, the question I would ask is, to the people who – so not as an outsider saying the person that did that. Sure. I'm saying put yourself in the shoes of the people who walk, who decided to go, I'm going to go on the, the well-traveled path. And, you know, obviously it's, it's worn for a reason. It's worn because, A, it's, I'm sure it's safer. It's safer because it's worn. Mm -hmm. And there are probably, you know, this is the way to the things that I X, y, presumably came, yeah, yeah, came here to see, whatever. For those people, they most likely don't feel like they were robbed of an experience if they Agreed. got what they came for. I agree. But my point- And, and what, what, what I'm saying is it's not less beautiful to live that way. It might not be, but I feel like from a third party, God mode, objective experience, I feel like there is one that is inherently more valuable than the other. Do you have a God complex- well, we're saying we're talking about this in the sense of like, if all things were possible, right? Right. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I sh I'm sure I do. I want infinite power. I want to be. I want to do things that are unhuman. To be ubermensch. To be. I mean, don't we all? No. You just want to live and die. No, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be A or B. It doesn't have to be, you know, you're either weak and cold and afraid or you're God. It doesn't have to be one or two. I mean, to be like super, I, none of us can have, what What exactly is the definition of God? What is the complex I part? thought that God complex, like the, the way I be, understood it is that like you, you I thought it's, it's have like a, a feeling that you are. I'm pretty sure God complex is like you want to be other people's gods. Yeah. 
don't the, want uh, that. A god complex, a conviction that one is infallible, merits special attention and privileges not enjoyed by other people, and can achieve anything one wants. No, then definitely not. I, I, what I feel is I want us all to be like a, a complicated god. I was going to try to sp- I want us all to feel like we deserve that. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, I don't... I have a lot of like I don't I don't think I'm bad at I don't think I'm good or bad. I think I'm like okay. Like I I've done okay. There's a lot of things I've done really good and then there's a lot of things I've really sucked at and I don't think I'm like particularly special, but I I would like I feel like I deserve more and I feel like other people do too and I wish we all were able to have that. I wish we all like were able to go through those woods and find something that validated the suffering of existence. Because I, like, I've, I'll, like, let me tell you something that this actually might this might make you mad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this might be infuriating for you to hear. Um, I I do somewhat feel like the thing that I liked about Satanism, the thing that first I latched onto the. Um, like from reading it, the thing that stuck with me and I probably the only thing I still hold from that is the idea of that, you know, you are your own God. Yeah. And I liked that so much. And I generally do feel that way. That's, that's, you know, I, I feel like probably more ironically than in, in truth, but I feel like I use that as motivation sometimes of like, but what is a non-ambitious God? Well, well, here's here's my point: is what that means to me. Then is let me think of the way I want to I want to say this. What that means to me is that these things that I I do feel like I am more powerful. I feel like I am stronger than the people around me. And I feel like a lot of what, what something that stuck with me, another thing that stuck with me was when I first, not just learned, but when I actually understood the idea that when you let yourself be controlled or by other people's words and emotions, then you like that's then you can be controlled and manipulated by anything and further that you can't control what other people do but you can control how you react to them yeah and i feel like in that sense if you apply that everywhere in your life like that is it, it feels to me like ascending a little bit. It feels like when you, you kind of come to understand that like, okay, shit's just happening all around you and you can't like, you can probably like prevent okay you know, if you see something ahead of time and you have time, but like shit's going to happen and you're not going to be able to stop it. What you can do at that point is control the way that you, what you do after that fact how you go forward with it. And I feel like that knowledge of like understanding that 
you know, even if it's, a, you know, the smallest things to the larger things, I, I feel like that's control over yourself and your path and your <sighs> trying. I had, I had a way I was going to tie that back to the beauty of life thing, but it's not, I I I lost that bit of it when I was trying to think of the the proper way to explain it. I understand. What so do you I, mean? I, think, I, just, I think it's I, not in, enough. Yeah, I I feel like for me that I feel like th- that that is enough. That's that's more than enough for me to have to have control over myself in a world like while you it looks like everything else you know, falls in and out of control. It's, that's more than enough to at least be able to control yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's just some people that feel like they need more than others, or if this is like a, a me thing, or if, Part of me feels like I know part of it's me, but I also wish others wanted more too. And in a way, it's like wanting, uh, you know, a curse for others because I don't, I don't think there's necessarily an answer. I just, I just can't imagine, can't imagine that ever being enough. And I wish others felt that need too. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think um you were born to be a Bond villain <laughs> and it just never came to pass. One of these days. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days you'll make your big laser and I'll kill a capture British the secret spy. agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you'll you'll almost kill him. You'll you'll put him in the trap and then you'll leave the room. Because <laughs> I was petting my cat too long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, what, what's the takeaway? I think I'm done talking for a week. What about you? That's fair. <laughs> um, I think the takeaway is uh, everyone's different and the world's uh, full of chaos. And it's a weird, strange place. Yeah, good fucking luck out there. Yeah. Um, I do want to. I do want to bring back a bit. This is a, a segment uh, I, I say it last time as a great American poet or Taylor Allison Swift. <laughs> I have a passage for you, Stephen. Oh no. That it will never come again is what makes life so sweet. Believing what we don't believe does not exhilarate. That if it be, it be at best, an ablative estate that instigates an appetite precisely opposite. See, this sucks because I'm 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 getting at this too meta because I feel like knowing you, you want to trick me and only use Taylor Swift lyrics. <laughs> And I think your silence there may be the answer, that that is your angle. And now I know you're going to switch it, but despite that clearly sounding more like a poet than Taylor Swift, I think it was indeed Taylor Swift. It's actually Emily Dickinson. God damn it. (laughs) I'm never going to win this rock, paper, scissors. We're we're two for two. You're two for two. I'm O at two. That tricky Taylor Swift. Oh, I, I like the, I like to think that this Fun. bit is me and the entire anybody listening against you. 
Well, they're, <laughs> they're you guys are whooping me. But one Thanks day again. I'll be God and <laughs> I'll change the lyrics to all Taylor Swift songs that prove me right. It's just, just Baker's thing in Emily Dickens' verse. Just. <laughs> that collab was crazy. <laughs> power of ai <laughs> yeah fuck we can do that now yeah somebody get on that weird place all right let's get out of here thanks again for listening everybody thank you to approaching human for the use of his music you can find his work on soundcloud at approaching human thanks john enjoy your machiavellian pursuits my brother <laughs> Make sure to check out the show page at Trash Cats Trashcast on Instagram for news and art from the show. Check out Facebook for the memes. For the memes. If you're super bored, you can check out my trashy art on Instagram at Skyzix, S-K-Y-Z-I-C-X. Working on a, a weird one. I just found a new way to steal full-scale, high-resolution photos from Google Arts and Culture. Ooh, hell yeah. So I'm getting these paintings that are 50 megabytes. They're like Ooh. 50 inches by 50 inches. I have a new access to source material. Cutting up uh, some pretty wicked shit right now. So We need to get a big-ass printer and start making some cash. I got the printer, and I am considering going back into crime. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, new cool stuff on the way, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. That's going to be all for us today. Stay classy, eat trashy. Go fast, eat trashy.